one thing. Paul, in Philippians chapter 1, in verse 27, starts out that verse with those two words. Just one thing. So if you would, stand with me as we read Philippians 1, 27. Then we'll dive in uh, together. Philippians 1, 27. Just one thing. Watch what he says here. Live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. Then, whether I come see you or I'm absent, I will hear about you, that you're standing firm in one spirit, in one mind, working together, side by side, for the faith of the gospel. Lord Jesus, again, I come to you just incredibly thankful and humble for this opportunity. I pray now that, that we would open up this place, that we would invite you in, and Lord, you would speak to my heart just as much as anyone else in this room today. God, we all need encouragement. Sometimes we, we need a nudge, a push, someone to help drive us, just as Paul is writing to the church in Philippi. I pray that we would take your word today and that we would be encouraged by it, would be challenged by it, and that you would just simply have your way in our lives as we leave this place. We pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Do you ever feel like in life sometimes, what's the point? You ever been at that place in your life where you've gone, you know what, what's the point? Like in the video, Brock's sitting there, coaches trying to prepare them and get them ready for Friday night's game. And Brock is already defeated. Before they ever suit up, Before the lights are ever cut on, Brock is already defeated and coach sees it. So he challenges Brock, brings him up in front of the team, throws a teammate on his back and makes him do the death crawl. Not 30 yards, not 50 yards, but he goes the length of the field. All because of a coach that, that drove him. Man, I, I think the, the best part of that scene that I love is when coach gets down on his hands and knees and starts banging the ground, starts smacking the ground. One more, one more. Don't give up, don't give up, right? As I was studying and, and preparing for this and, and just, I try to put myself in, in the shoes of the writer, Right? Or in the shoes of the, the people that it's written to. And, and I thought of this scene. I thought of this, this movie clip. Because I, I can just, I can imagine Paul as he's writing to the church in Philippi. And that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. He was encouraging them. He was challenging them. Because he saw potential in them. We all have potential. 
Every single one of us, we have potential. And I don't know if you're like me or not, but I'm the type that if I don't write it down, it doesn't happen, right? I forget about it. I move on, life gets crazy, whatever, and it just doesn't happen. So I have to write things down. And one of the things that I've started doing over the last couple of years, we've done this with our youth on our youth retreat, is we do what is called a one-word challenge. And, and we, I just simply, I challenge myself, I challenge our students, and, and I've done this with various teams across the area. We, we paint our word on a canvas, a small little 8 by 12 or 6 by 8 canvas. Just one word that, that will challenge us, that will encourage us, that will inspire us throughout the year. And it can be any word. My word a few years ago was no, because I struggled. And so that was my word. To remind me to protect me. And my priorities in my time, sometimes you just have to say no, right? This year, my word is extra. It's kind of weird that last year was no and this year is extra, but my my word always comes from something that, that the Lord's teaching me through his word. And so this year, my word has been extra. And it comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. And, and for me, this word extra just simply means, you know, I, to, to go the extra mile. Whatever that looks like, whatever that takes, to go the extra mile. In, in every aspect of life, personally and professionally. What can I do to, to, to go the extra mile for Sandra? What can I do to go the extra mile for my boys? What can I do to go the extra mile professionally? And so I've got a place right here in, in your, your sheet that you can follow along. I've got a little place, a little box for you to take home with you. You don't have to write your word down now. Maybe you already know your word and it just came to you like that, and that's great. Maybe it might take a little time, and I would encourage you to take some time and just pray. Pray through this. And ask the Lord, hey, what, what, a word. Just one word, Lord. Maybe it's something that he's teaching you through Scripture, and that would be, that would be great. could be determination. could be drive. Uh, could be smile, right? could be laughter. could be love. I mean, your word can be anything you want it to be. It's not a catch, but here's the point of it. Your word needs to draw you closer to him. Because if it doesn't draw you closer to him, then guess what? It's meaningless mean a whole lot so your word needs to draw you closer to him just and here's the point we all have a million different buckets of priorities right and responsibilities and i think what what this verse and the reason why it sticks out and it jumps out to me is, is because Paul is taking everything. I mean, he, he's, he's writing this letter to the, the church of Philippi, and the, the, the people there, they're, they're being persecuted, right? They're, they're losing jobs, their families are suffering, all because of, of their, their love for Christ and proclaiming Christ as their Savior. And so they're just getting beat down. And Paul is, is trying to draw them back in and just go, hey, 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 listen. Just 
one thing. Let's, let's, don't, don't worry about all the, the other million and a half different things out there. Just one thing. And he brings a 30,000 foot view perspective down to about 3,000. And he goes, hey, listen, just one thing. Live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. And boy, he could have stopped right there. Could have ended and gone on by just saying, live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. But Paul didn't do that because Paul's a great coach and he keeps going. And so that's what we're going to do. We're just going to simply walk through this verse over the next couple of minutes and see how it applies to you and I and where we're at in our lives today. So why is this verse important to you and I today? Boy, I think when I I read this verse and, and taking into account the time frame in which it was written and who it was written to and why it was written, boy, there's not a better time than today that we read this verse. With everything going on around us, with everything that that we're seeing and everything that we're hearing, there's not been a better time for this verse to apply to our lives than right now, right? Boy, the other part of this video clip that I love is when when Brock, I think, because it doesn't really ever show it, but I'm thinking that he's getting beyond the 30 and beyond the 50. Did you notice what started to happen? His teammates begin to take notice, right? They're all on a knee, right? Or or sitting on the ground. And when he gets beyond that 30 or 50, they start to do this, right? They begin to walk. They begin to look. They're they're drawn in, right? And that's our next question on, on this handout is, you know, what do people see in you? When they look at you, if I were to approach someone that you spend some, some time with, whether it's a coworker, a family member, a friend, whatever, if I were to spend some time with them and I were to ask them, hey, what, what do you think about so What do you know about so-and-so? Tell me a little bit about so-and-so. What would they say? What do they see in you? In the way that you live your life, are they drawn in? To your life? Are they drawn by your influence? You see, that's what's happening when Brock is doing this death crawl, right? His teammates are, are just instantly drawn in to what's taking place because they see something incredible happening and they're drawn in. Do, do, do people see you in that same way? Are they drawn into the life that you're living? Because Paul says, listen, one thing, one thing, live your life in a worthy of the gospel. Guys, let me tell you something. If we do that one thing, guess what? People are going to notice. Because he, he goes on to say, right, in verse 27, that, that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, right? I'll hear about you. And I'll, I'll hear that you're, you're standing 
affirmed. So Paul's saying, listen, whether I'm there or I'm not, I'm going to hear about you. You want to know why? Because you're living your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Everything else follows suit. People will be drawn to you. Will you be persecuted? Yeah, absolutely. Will you be considered an outcast to some? Yeah, absolutely. Will trials still enter your life? Yes, absolutely. But guess what? This one thing does not change. You live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. Boy, when chaos strikes, what do you do? He goes on to say, I will hear about you, that you're standing firm. That you're standing firm. Even when the, the waves of life strike, right? And we've all faced those various waves. For some, it's the death of a loved one. For, for others, it may be a sickness of a loved one, right? Could, could be an illness that you're facing personally. Could be a, a marriage on the rocks. It could be a, a child that, that's going astray. Boy, life's ways ha- have a way of just beating us up, don't they? And man, th- there are times in life where we're, we're going through this death crawl, Right? And we've got a 140-pound, which he says, a 160-pound monkey on our back, right? And we just want to give up. We just want to stop. We just want to quit. Paul's saying, listen, I'll know that you're standing firm because you're living your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. And I don't have to be there. I don't have to be present. I could just simply hear because I know that if you're living your life in a manner worthy of the gospel, that people are taking notice. Yes, people are going to have their opinions. They're going to say things, and their, 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 their opinion is their opinion. But is what they see in you drawing them closer to Christ? That's when an opinion is very valuable. Because when they see your life, they see Christ in you. And boy, they're going to know that when, when the waves of life come crashing down, when tragedy strikes, when chaos ensues, they're going to see that you're standing firm because you're living your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. So we're going to land the plane here in just a second. How many of us, how many of us simply just give up when we're afraid? Just quit. Just simply because we're afraid. I'm going to answer that with with what's on the very bottom. What is God saying to us today? I love that song that that Mark uh, ended our worship time with, 10,000 Reasons, and he he didn't know, but man, that's just the way God works, right? We we try to come up with 10,000 reasons not to do something and not to push forward and not to persist, right? And I believe God, just like coach, is down on all fours going, keep going, one more, keep going, one more, don't give up, don't quit, right? I can give you 10,000 more reasons not to quit. But at the end of the day, there's only one that matters. And that's Jesus. That's all that matters.
And though Paul gives us one verse to sum it up, he essentially sums it up in the first sentence when he says just one thing. Live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. You want to change the world? You want to influence people? That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And so my challenge for you today is, as we conclude, what's one thing that you can do? One thing that you can do for the remainder of the year that will draw you closer to Him and ultimately draw others closer to Him. Let me pray with you. Father, we are again thankful for the time, for Your Word, for the challenge and the encouragement that it is. I pray that it hasn't fallen on deaf ears. God, I pray that it has pierced some hearts as I know it has mine. Lord, over these next few moments, would you just have your way? Would you just simply have your way? We love you and we thank you. In Christ's name, amen.